Welcome to the St. Michael Easter podcast series. My name is Greg Pickens, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Easter is community, rediscovering one another. After being physically separated for more than a year, we look forward to the opportunity to reconnect and become even more the kind of community that God intends. May the power of the resurrection strengthen us on this journey. Thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. A reading from Luke, chapter 8, verses 40 through 56. Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. Just then there came a man named Jairus, a leader of the synagogue. He fell at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about twelve years old, who was dying. As he went, the crowds pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for twelve years, and though she had spent all that she had on physicians, no one could cure her. She came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his clothes, and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. Then Jesus asked, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and press in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I noticed that power had gone out from me. When the woman saw that she could not remain hidden, she came trembling, and falling down before him, she declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him, and how she had been immediately healed. Jesus said to her daughter, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher any longer. When Jesus heard this, he replied, Do not fear. Only believe, and she will be saved. When he came to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. They were all weeping and wailing for her, but he said, Do not weep, for she is not dead but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and called out, Child, get up. Her spirit returned, and she got up at once. Then he directed them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astounded, but he ordered them to tell no one what had happened. Here ends the reading. Everyone is busy these days, even in COVID times. And as we read the scriptures, we can get the sense that things were not so different in Jesus' time. Our gospel opens up with the Lord in the middle of a busy street. It reads like a lot of people are moving by and around Jesus and those who are with him. It can make one feel almost claustrophobic. As our story is written, people were always asking Jesus for things, wanting to talk about this or that. Like requests for healing were common in the normal course of the day for Jesus. And he seems to take all of this in stride. There is no sense that he is irritated at any of this. To be sure, he's busy. 
He's always engaged with his disciples or with the people, and it is obvious that the Lord easily moves through the different social strata of his time with little trouble. And we see this here. Jesus is called upon by the elite of the religious establishment, as well as he attracts a woman with no husband. She would have been on the lowest rung of the social ladder, only slightly above a leper. There is nothing remarkable in Jesus' interaction with Jairus. Here is a man who enjoys a high social standing and has stopped Jesus in the street to ask for a healing for his daughter. Jesus seems happy to talk with Jairus. What is remarkable, though, is Jesus' interaction with the woman, the person with no power or position to even receive a glance by anyone of consequence. And yet we see Jesus not only glance at her, but stop in his tracks to engage her. Now some read this passage as if Jesus was angry with whomever touched his robe, but this interpretation is not necessary. If he was angry, why not just move on? The woman was already healed. No, the important thing to notice is that Jesus stopped for somebody of no consequence in that society. The Lord paused for this desperate woman on his way to a very important person's house to heal his daughter. And what did the disciples, those who followed Jesus, see? They got to be up close to observe how Jesus treated people. They saw him react to each person individually and to their situation. They saw Jesus engage the high-born and the low in a way that was tailored to each individual. Jesus was giving a master class on how his faith community, his disciples, would treat all people. He would later say that his people would be known by their love for each other and for others. But right now, they saw his actions, and they learned how to interact with all people when their own ministry started, learning by example from their master. I love these stories because they allow each of us to have the same vantage point as the original disciples. We get this account on how we are to expand our faith groups, our friend circles, so they include people of all shapes and sizes, all income levels, and all needs. Because in the eyes of Jesus, we are all in need. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal Mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body 
may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.